Nonprofit health insurers scan Health and Care Oregon call off their proposed merger. Federal lawmakers are reportedly considering a slight Medicare pay increase for physicians. And a new report outlines the states with the biggest share of adults with medical debt. It's Thursday, February 15th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. As a note to our listeners, the podcast will be off tomorrow and Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday with my conversation with Washington Post national health reporter Dan Diamond about an alleged $2 billion Medicare fraud scheme. There was a cancer care boutique in the state of Tennessee that all of a sudden last year, JC, started getting complaints from senior citizens around the country who said, you have billed us for urinary catheters that we never wanted, we never ordered, we never received. That's coming up on Tuesday. Be sure to join us. Long Beach, California-based Scan Group, the parent company of Scan Health, and Portland, Oregon-based Care Oregon have called off their proposed $6.8 billion merger. Scan Health offers Medicare Advantage coverage to members in California, Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas. Care Oregon covers half a million Oregon residents through Medicaid and MA plans. It also operates dental and in-home care organizations. The two insurers said in a joint statement that they mutually agreed to end their merger plan amid concerns from Oregon state officials and have withdrawn their application from Oregon regulatory authorities. The two not-for-profit managed care insurers announced their intent to merge in December 2022 and create a new nonprofit organization called HealthRight. Under the plan, both organizations' brands would have remained in their respective markets, and SCAN CEO Sachin Jain would have become the chief executive of HealthRight. The two organizations originally planned on finalizing their merger at some point in 2023, but faced scrutiny from Oregon regulators. In December, the state's Medicaid Advisory Council raised concerns about the potential loss of local control over Care Oregon's affiliated coordinated care organizations through the merger, as well as the potential loss of taxpayer dollars leaving the state. It recommended at the time that the Oregon Health Authority disapprove of the deal. Federal lawmakers are reportedly considering a Medicare pay increase for physicians, according to STAT. The publication spoke to three lobbyists and two sources familiar with the negotiations on the condition of anonymity as part of their reporting. According to their sources, a partial pay increase could be included in an upcoming government funding package, but that increase, whatever it may end up being, would not fully undo the Medicare physician pay cut that went into effect on January 1st. Last November, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services issued its final physician fee schedule for the 2024 calendar year that included a 3.34 percentage point decrease to the fee schedule's conversion factor. The 
conversion factor this year is $32.74. In 2023, the conversion factor was $33.89. CMS said that the cut was necessary to offset increases in payment for other specific types of services, including visits for primary and longitudinal care. Physician groups, unsurprisingly, have come out against the cuts. In a statement released last month, American Medical Association President Dr. Jesse Ehrenfeld expressed disappointment that Congress did not reverse the pay cut from going into effect and raised concerns that the reduction in reimbursement would create access issues for patients and hinder physicians' ability to deliver care, especially in underserved and rural communities. A bipartisan group of senators announced late last week that they are working on new legislation that would reform how Medicare pays physicians. That news is still evolving and we will continue to cover it as more information becomes available. Roughly 1 in 12 adults, or about 20 million people in the United States, owe a medical debt of at least $250. That's according to a new analysis from the Peterson Center on Healthcare and KFF. The two organizations utilize data from the Survey of Income and Program Participation, or SIP, from the U.S. Census, which is a nationally representative longitudinal survey that provides comprehensive information on income, employment, household composition, and government program participation. This survey looked at data from 2021. The researchers wrote that the SIP survey suggests people in the United States owe at least $220 billion in medical debt overall, with 6% of American adults, roughly 14 million people, owing more than $1,000, while around 1%, or 3 million people, owe more than $10,000. Medical debt occurs across all demographic groups, but low-income individuals, people with disabilities or who are in poor health, and the uninsured are more likely to carry it. The survey also posited that where an individual lives can impact how much medical debt that individual has. Adults living in rural areas and in the South are more likely to report having medical debt. Hawaii and Washington, D.C. have the lowest share of adults with medical debt, at 2.3% and 2.7% respectively. And states with the highest share of adults with medical debt include South Dakota at nearly 18% and Mississippi with more than 15%. North Carolina, West Virginia, and Georgia each had around a 13% share of adults with medical debt. It should be noted that in 2021, the year of the survey data, only West Virginia had expanded Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. North Carolina, Georgia, and South Dakota's Medicaid expansion went into effect last year. Mississippi has, so far, not expanded its safety net program under the federal health care law. This has been Just Healthcare Daily from Kaufman Hall. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the podcast. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Just Weekly.